Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. And this is episode 30, and we are talking Super Mario Bros. 3 for the old school Nintendo. Hello, my name is Daniel Carroll, and yeah, it's Mario time again, and it is with our friend CPC, who covered Mario 2. And as you can remember, if you'd listened to that episode... I did not like that game. However, that's not the case with this one. I absolutely love this Mario game because it was meant to be a fucking Mario game to begin with. Not like Mario 2. Doki Doki Panic Bollocks. But yes, we are here covering another Mario game. CPC wanted to come along for the ride. And I had an absolute ball playing this when I was a kid. Really, really enjoyed it. I... Never actually played the original version that came out on the NES. I played the version that came through Mario All-Stars, which was kind of a revamped version, but the gameplay is the same. It's just got basically better graphics and better music to go along with the Super Nintendo. Yeah, so that's been it, really. So let's get into the plug. I have to do the plug. As always, unfortunately, we've got to get it out of the way. If you want to support the channel, you can do so by going on patreon.com forward slash RetroWars. And for $1.50 Australian, you get access to your own fortnightly show called DLC. And as I like to do, I like to give you a little sneak peek. And we're looking at episode 8, which might was right there. There we go. I've messed it up. I haven't even been drinking. I had one drink beforehand, and it's gone to pot. The sneak peek is of episode 8, which was my top 10 Legend of Zelda games. In at number 10, we are going with Phantom Hourglass. I'm not going to go Legend of Zelda, Phantom Hourglass. I haven't got the fucking time. The Phantom Hourglass. Ah, yes, it was our for the DS, and it was that gimmicky thing, wasn't it? Everyone loved the touchscreen at that point, and it was a gimmick, but however, this worked really, really well for this game. Now, Phantom Hourglass was a sequel. Not really happened in many Zelda games. It was a sequel to The Wind Waker, which was very, very popular when it came out for the original GameCube. It was limited in the sense of because the whole Wind Waker thing was about sailing. This was a little bit limited. You got to do some, but the world wasn't as vast as you previously had on the GameCube. But you've got to remember these things. You're playing on a DS as compared to a Nintendo GameCube. Your hardware is a little bit fucking limited, so you've got to know your expectations when you've got to go in. And that was the DLC and my top 10 Zelda games. I'm not sure what I might do. Actually, no, what I might do for episode 9, uh, which will be coming out in two weeks' time. I Oh, comes out next week, I should say. Sorry, comes out next week. And it'll be of my little investigation into why I think the Dreamcast failed. It got brought up by Captain N. And you know what? I want to actually have a look at what happened to the Dreamcast. Well, in my opinion. What else do you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own Discord. We're trying to build our own little community where basically people can just talk about whatever they want to talk. You get a chance to message me one-on-one. You get to vote in our Patreon polls, which happen at the end of the month. And you get to take part in our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Revive or Die, DLC, or comments on the game that we're covering this week. And one little extra thing, as I've been getting into Fightcade, 
which is basically a platform for retro gaming where you can basically play loads loads of fighting games. I will probably have a little section for there, so if people want to play fighting games with me, they're more than welcome to put a challenge up, and I'll be happy to answer it if I've played the game enough. Usually it's Street Fighter. Street Fighter, I'm, I love all Marvel games, Marvel vs. Capcom. I love those games, so I'm happy to play if you want to come join me on that. Okay. Sorry, I'm a bit, it's the end of the evening, it's Sunday night, as usual, I'm doing this right at the end. But let's get into our first little segment, which is called 16 Bits of Nonsense. So we had one letter this week, and it was from Captain N, who consistently writes in, and I always appreciate that he does. He says, Bonjour, Danny. I made a mistake last week, and I said the Dreamcast competed with the PS1 and N64. My mistake, and I do look forward to the episode of DLC on this system. Ha <laughs> ha, you were wrong. I caught you out, didn't I, sunshine? Straight away, I caught you out. But on to my weekly annoyance um, slash question. Do you think emulating games for those games that have long been taken off the market and or are not available on streaming services is immoral, or does it preserve the ability to play these games? Should emulators be made more widely available for classic systems? Right, it's an interesting question. And I constantly joke that my PS Vita got sick. Uh, it just did. It got sick. <clears throat> don't know how it happened. And all of a sudden, every game I ever wanted was on there. Look, I can't tell you guys what to do. It's up to you as an individual whether you want to try and buy some of these games. Or whether you want to try and emulate them. I can't. I sometimes if I can buy it and it's not going to break the bank, then I, I'll try. So recently I did Onomushu. Uh, I played Onomushu for my Switch. There was a remastered version and I, I downloaded it. I thought it's not that expensive. I'll give it a go. And I've done that for the show. However, there are some games that I'm just not going to get hold of. So if somebody tells me they want to play Bravely Default on the Nintendo DS, as much as I'd love to play that game, in its original format, there is no way I'm getting hold of a cartridge because it's going to cost me like $90 or something stupid like that and I'm just not willing to pay that much money. And there are some games, yeah, that just aren't available, which is really, really annoying. I think emulating... Well, look, I'm playing Retrocade. Sorry, yeah, I'm playing Fightcade at the moment. And it's given me the ability to play Street Fighter 3. It's a prime example. I'm playing Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. And I'm having an absolute ball playing it. But if I wanted to play that normally, I would have to buy the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Which is going to cost me $40, $50. And I only want it for that. When in reality, that's... I know you get, you get other Street Fighter games. But I just want to play Street Fighter Third Strike. And I kind of feel... And I had this chat with Chris Copley uh, this morning. We were doing another. Sh we were doing another thing, and I said, "Look, if you gave me these games and said, look, it's an old game. We appreciate that. It's not worth what it was back in the day. But if here it is, you can buy it for the Nintendo. You can buy it for the PlayStation for say five to ten dollars. There we go. It's available for you. There you go. I I'd buy them." You know, I, I would. I have bought some games. I bought the pixelated version um, of Final Fantasy 2, the repixelated version, and I bought Final Fantasy 3, which is the DS version for mobile. I have bought them recently because I wanted to play it on those platforms. But for some, I just think I, I'm not spending stupid amount of money. Imagine trying to get hold of Chrono Trigger or Legend of a Secret of Mana. It'd be an absolute joke. And I just wish that they were more readily available. I really do. Because people want to play these games. I don't want to see. Like, I've had a ball playing some of these old games I've never played in my life. Like Mega Man X. 
Never played Mega Man. Never played it. But I did emulate it. I'm not going to lie on that one. But I had an absolute ball playing that. There's a spoiler for when this, that episode goes out. But it would have been great, you know, if they just said, here, here it is, a fiver. Five, five quid, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever. And you can play it. And I would have paid it. And I just want to see that more often. And like, there's a, there's a um, Duke Nukem 64 episode coming out. There's no way I would have been able to play that unless it emulated. It, it's a fact. And unfortunately, that's the same. Same for Pod Racer, which will be coming up. I'm not going to be able to play Pod Racer unless I buy the HD version. Which is like, no, just give me the N64 version. Mystical Ninja Go- um, Goemon. I can go I can go on and on and on. Of the amount of games I've played for this show. And I would have had to pay through my arse. So, do I think it's immoral? No. I, I genuinely don't think it is. Because it keeps gaming alive. It keep, gives you the ability to go back to your past. Do I think it's immoral to maybe buy a current gen? Import the steal that basically. Yes, maybe I draw the line at that. And if I was gonna get a PS5 game and suddenly do that, maybe I draw my line. I do. I do. I draw my line on that one. I, I really do because people are you know making money off that. People do need you know that pays their bills. But I look at like an old game like Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest One. I'm thinking, well, is that? Who's that funded at the moment? Where's Where would that money go? And people could argue, yes, you look at the second-hand retailers that people are getting this. I understand that, but maybe that's... I draw the line at the, the modern-day consoles, maybe PS, you know, the one before. Call me what you are. It's a, it's a very difficult question. As I said, I can't tell you guys what to do, and I won't. That is a very personal choice. And I say this without even taking a drink of wine, which is next to me, because it's ultimately what you... As a consumer, how you want to take in your games. Some prefer it digitally, some prefer it emulating, some prefer actual having the actual cartridge. Whatever you want to do, it's not wrong. It's up to you. I know I joke on some things, so there is a wrong answer, and there's, you know, I have the right answer. In this, I don't. It's completely up to you. And look, if you want to know how much I'm speaking of this, my notes just simply say, can't tell you guys what to do. If I can buy it and it won't break the bank, I will. Emulate, I do. I wouldn't do Duke Nukem if I didn't have it. That's my notes on that. So this is all from my heart. So literally, whatever you want to do, you do. And I'm not going to criticize anyone for that. So thank you, Captain N. I hope that answered your question just a bit. (laughs) Yeah, a little nervous laughter. But now we can uh, move shift gears and we're going to go to our new section, which I call Patch 30.0. Okay, so there has been some things that have been going on. And the first thing I'm actually going to say before it leaves my mind, because it's it's not in my notes, but it is. Resident Evil, I've just seen the Netflix series, has been cancelled after one season. What a fucking surprise that is. We all saw that coming. Why? Because it didn't barely use any of the source material. What a joke. I keep saying, use the source material. I thought the trailer looked good, but then everyone panned it and said, shit, it's terrible. Look, I keep saying with these things, use your source material well, and you will do okay. Look at Sonic. It used the source material. It knew what it was. Brilliant. I am five episodes out of six of watching Tekken Bloodline, which is on Netflix, and it basically covers the events of Tekken 3. Awesome. Really enjoying it so far. I'm actually gutted it's only six episodes long. Apparently, another season has already been greenlit, because it really looks at the source and goes, right, we're basing it off Tekken. It's based off Tekken 3. 
Here are your characters, here are their moves, here's the law, here's what we're going to do with it. Now, they could have twisted the story. They could have twisted it somehow and made it in another direction, apart from the, the, the way they've gone with Ogre. I know I'm speaking Tekken law here. However, have they used the characters? Have they, you know, their, some of their backstory and some of their moves? You can do what you want with it. Just use your material. You want to compare it. Look at the Street Fighter movie, the one with Jean-Claude Van Damme. That had some source material, as in the names of the characters, and that were about it. That's all they had. And apart from that, they just shit all over it. Use your source material, it will be decent. And I just keep thinking, you look at this. Tekken Bloodline has got good praises, and I'm still on one more episode to go, which I'll probably finish tomorrow. And it's and I really, really enjoy it. Resident Evil? Not even looking at that fucking thing. So good video game adaptations can be made. Castlevania, prime example. I will suck that dick I will suck that thing's dick all day long. Sorry, Mum and Dad, there's always one, but I will. Castlevania is absolutely incredible. It is simply insane. And the next season of Castlevania was gonna be insane. It's gonna be leading on Symphony of the Night. And I can't wait for that. And if you've not seen Castlevania, go back and see Castlevania. It does. It is a bit weird. I think it was a bit experimental the first two seasons, but by season four, they've got the whole story. It is you'll you'll go yes. Uh, it's worth the wait. I know it sounds silly, one of those ones like oh, just wait until episode two. It's not that. The first season's really good. It is. It just finishes abruptly. But I just don't know what they were doing with that. But it's really good still. But yeah, so that's that's just something that was just on the top of my head. Okay, so the actual other stories I've seen. So. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has said he's seen potential for NFTs in gaming, which I hate NFTs, digital pictures bollocks. Oh, it's a joke. But basically, he's argued that there's kind of already a play to earn category that's kind of maybe happening because you look at some people. So basically, what he's implying is that you can play video games and potentially earn currency actual stuff for nfts is potentially a way for it so you actually get paid for doing gaming but people this has already been going on and he was right he basically said this has been going on for years and years there have been gold farmers and people who literally spend their time doing a menial task in a game to accrue some money so they can sell to someone another rich player for real money so that person doesn't have to spend their time and he's right and i like i thought read that and went yeah it's true like when you and pokemon go came out People quit their online job, quit their real jobs to play Pokemon Go, to get a really good account, to then put it on eBay or Amazon and then sell their account. That freaking happened. That's what happened with Pokemon Go. Like I don't agree with it because you get people who are basically just going to be sat doing menial tasks all day in a video game when there's more things to life. But again, their life, their choice, it's them what they want to do with it. I think it's going to happen. I think he's he's not wrong. and he, He's identified a good thing. It's already happening. Maybe they could do it in a safe way. I don't know. It's going to be... We're going to have to look more into this because you got... I don't know. Pokemon Go is the prime example of this. I don't know how Minecraft worked, but that's where my mind was going to. But they rely on DLC packages anyway and little add-ons. But I imagine there are going to be more games like this, which you can do the shit little menial tasks. Yes, exactly. Get the money and then sell it to somebody else. Ugh, talking about money, so this became a shock to a lot of people, but then I look at it and go, probably understand. The PS5, Sony has basically said that they've made a hard decision, and they've increasing the price of the PS5 to 45 markets by 10%, not the US. This is basically due to inflation and price increases in the component supply chain. 
and they decide to pass this, basically this cost increase to the consumer. I didn't see it coming, but then I look at it and went, I kind of understand where they're coming from. It's not nice for me to say that, but remember, they're making this console at a loss. And the world's gone shit tits at the moment when it comes to the economy. It's honestly, you think it's a not, it's a mess. Everything is a mess. Things are costing more. Like a joke. You shop here in Australia, buying a freaking lettuce became such a big thing. With KFC run out, and people just yeah, shopping's just a joke. It's just unfortunately where we stand. And I think a lot of that is what's going on with the war in Ukraine. Unfortunately, it's having a big supply, big effect on things. But I, I, honestly, as I said, I can understand why this has happened. It sucks. So for like someone like me who bought, I got it like five hundred dollars, it'd be an extra fifty dollars. I think for the England, it's like an extra forty quid. It, it sucks. It really sucks. And I'm not saying that to rub it in because I don't want to be like that. I'm like, <laughs> I got my PS Five. I just feel sorry for those. You know, it's another extra cost we've got to pay. Um, but I just think Sony, they won't have made that decision likely. I said they already made the console a loss, so there must have been something for them to say, well, sorry, we've, we've got to do this. Will the console still sell? Yep. People want it. People still want it. It will sell. Um, it's just might price that extra 10% might price people out who weren't previously or were thinking of getting it. And now like, nah, that's it for me, which is a bit of a shame, uh, unfortunately. Xbox has reacted to that, and they basically said, they said they made a statement um, to uh, GameSpot, this is Microsoft, said they were constantly evaluating our business to offer our fans great gaming options. However, the company is not planning to raise prices, at least not now. And the Nintendo have said the same, they're not upping the price of the Switch. Um, so good news, if you are a Microsoft and Nintendo um, fanboy, you're fine. For now, we'll wait and see. So, when other things that have been going on, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are coming to Knockout City. I think I'd mentioned this like really well far back, and it's a free-to-play dodgeball game. And the Turtles are going to appear as playable characters, and apparently Season 7? Wow, okay, so it's been going on for a while. Although they're not free, although it's a free-to-play game, you've got to spend $20 if you want to get the characters. And I was like, fuck. That's, oof. That's a lot. Like, if you're playing, playing a free-to-play game and then you got to fork out another 20... This is US dollars. Like, oh, oh, You better love that game. You better love dodgeball. First rule of... <laughs> First rule of dodgeball. Oh, fuck, what a film. But, yeah, imagine the turtles in dodgeball. That'd be class, the actual dodgeball film. So, all the talking about free-to-play things, Morty has been now out in Multiverse. Morty Smith from Rick and Morty has finally been added to Multiverse. This was mentioned, it got leaked that he was coming. I mentioned this recently. And he's not come with Rick Sanchez, who we know is coming. I just don't know why they're not together. That blows me away why both characters don't come together. They kind of come as a package. Like, why Rick and... Oh, it, it just seems... Like, if it was just Rick... On his own and not Morty, I get it. But just having Morty, I just kind of think you need Rick with him. That Rick is the far bigger character, although Morty has developed dramatically somewhat. I would have loved to see Rick at the same time. Maybe that's just me. Like he's coming, but there's just been no announcement when that's happening. Talking about things that haven't announced when they're happening. See, I'm getting better at these segue stuff. Sonic Frontiers has confirmed their release date. So Sonic Frontiers is the open world Sonic game that we've been seeing. It's coming out November 22, which means November the 8th. And it got announced in Gamescom. Now, Gamescom was another big event of loads of new trailers. I will probably have to cover that in DLC because there was a fuck ton of trailers on that. 
It's a scary thing. Okay, November the 8th. Bold. Bold statement to release it then. Why? Because guess what other game comes out that weekend? God of War Ragnarok. Who the fuck at Sega thought this was a good idea to go up against Ragnarok? Who? Who the fuck? Just wait another few weeks to get on Christmas console bundle deals. You stupid. You can't go against Ragnarok. It's just a silly idea. It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. People won't be rushing to the stores that day to get Sonic. They'll be wanting to play God of War. You wait and see, because I'll be the same. You give me a choice of the two games. It's freaking God of War all day long. Sorry, Sonic. I love you, but God of War's winning. Now, one thing I can't really talk much about, and I'll explain why in a minute. So, Sony, apparently, this came, I got messaged this, are facing a $5.8 billion lawsuit over PlayStation Store royalty. So, this is actually back in the UK. Apparently, in the UK, they are now facing a collective action suit claiming that the company has ripped off people by taking a 30% cut on all their transactions made on a PlayStation Store. Ooh, it's a bit naughty, but apparently it was a breach of consumer rights. And this is going to be covering all those people who have bought anything on the PlayStation Store from August 2016, which potentially includes 9 million PlayStation users with anything between $78 and $661 US in compensation should 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 it be actually successful in court. And the reason why is because I can't talk about this is because I am involved in these legal proceedings. I did buy something from August 2016. I have purchased stuff on the PlayStation Store in the UK. So I advise you, if you want to get any more from that, speak to my solicitor and they will be able to give you some details. I'll definitely be covering this as it goes on. I want my money. The final bit. No, there's two bits of news I've got to go through. Pokemon Scarlet. Pokemon Scarlet. You think I should know how to pronounce the word Scarlet and Violet. The trailer, a new one came out and it basically showed new battle footage and it's confirmed ranked battles, which is great because the World World Championships have just taken place in London. I wanted to go, but unfortunately, A, I'm not good enough and B, I couldn't get a ticket and C, I am currently living in Australia. So no chance for that. I would have loved to go, but they basically announced a new trailer, which basically showed off a new Pokemon, which was Cycle Eyesore, so something else that has a bike tail. But it showed off a new move, which is called Shed Tail, which acts as a mixture of Substitute and Baton Pass, which is quite cool. I know I'm speaking Pokemon bollocks here, but for me, I was quite excited. And it showed that they showed off, basically to, sim- to simplify it, new items, uh, that new ways the game could be played. I thought that looks pretty cool. And uh, it's good to have rankings offline, online. Brilliant. I like to see that. And the online tournaments. Like any Pokemon news is great. I love the ranking system. I love the competitions. And like I really want the like, year 2023 that I get really good at Pokemon and I get good at Street Fighter 6. They're two games I really want to focus on this year. Uh, so I'm going to start playing Street Fighter 5. And I'm playing Street Fighter um, 3 just to get my muscle memory back up. Oh, you think I edit this out? No. Not editing this out, but I'm going to basically try and play in there to get my muscle memory playing Ryu, because that's who I main. Well, one of my main. Sakura is normally my main, but she's not in Street Fighter 6, so I need to start getting used to using Ryu again. Um, So yeah, that'll be coming up. I'll probably be following this as it comes out in November, and then obviously Street Fighter coming out in the following year. And the final bit of news, Splatoon. Now, I've not mentioned Splatoon for a while. Basically, there was a character called Shiver, 
And it started going round the whole social media that because Shiva didn't hadn't been identified by Nintendo as a male or female, so everyone was saying they're non-binary, and it just became this huge big thing of oh, Shiva's non-binary. But then Nintendo basically has just come out and said that Shiva identifies as female using the she/her pronouns. People lost their mind over this, and the thing is, look, it's difficult because I know it's a very sensitive topic, but Japan don't don't view that sort of thing and how the non-binary the transgender they don't view it it's it's not uh, you know the thing compared to the to the west it's very different views on it so nintendo probably weren't ever going to confirm shiver i don't know if they'd ever really do that I, again i could be very wrong on this I'll, i will be the first one my hand up i don't know all nintendo's things but they, they do push the mark on certain things uh, mother three i'm looking at you um, but I don't think they view it when it comes to this as, as the West. That's all I'll say on that, because obviously I know it's a very sensitive issue, and I'm not going to... This is a gaming podcast, for fuck's sake. Now, going into stuff I will go into is our little game, which we call Revive or Die. Hey, listen! Now, Revive or Die is basically where we look at either a mechanic, a series, a character, anything. Basically, we've not seen in a video game, and we should ask the question, well, should it be left to die, or should it be revived? And this time, I've looked at the Cooper Kids. Now, the Cooper Kids I am from Mario because they got introduced in this game. However, I am not looking at whether the ideas the Cooper Kids should be brought back in. I'm looking at something else. So when they first came along... Everyone thought the Cooper kids were Bowser's kids. And then Bowser Jr. comes along and everyone's like, what the fuck is this? This makes no sense. And it got clarified that the Cooper kids aren't Bowser's kids. They're just his underlings. And he only actually has Bowser Jr. So the question I asked today, I asked on over on Patreon, was should the idea that the Cooper kids... here, Stay with me here. Should the idea that the Cooper kids be put back in my brain forevermore that they are Bowser's kids or should it be basically cemented that they're not Bowser kids so basically see what I mean should they be Bowser's kids and revived in my mind or left to die that they're not Bowser's kids now Captain N was the only one who got back in touch and he said they have their use in modern day Mario games I'd say revive them but only in Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi style games I don't think with the greatest respect Captain N you've got the base of the question here I'm not asking, should they be brought back? I'm asking, should they be brought back in our heads that they are Bowser's kids? Or should it be basically left to die that they are Bowser's kids? I will give you the chance, because I like you, Captain N, to come back and answer it next week. And because that was the only comment, and because we get a definitive answer, I'm not giving my answer. So Revive or Die is going to go over to next week. And you will basically give another answer. Well, you or anyone else. And if you want to join and give your own answers, go over to patreon.com and you can play. I'll, give, I'll let you know what it's going to be. I'll let you know what the topic's going to be. I know I post it on Twitter, on Instagram as well. But I will only read out the answers that come out on Patreon. Now, we've got all that done. It is time to get on to... Oh, no, no, no. Before we go... I always keep forgetting this. It's not in my notes. It's basically, what have I been playing? What have I been up to? So... 
Not much, really. I've been up to much. Um, just, I'm now getting back into a nice routine. I did two recordings this week. I did a recording with Chris Copling, which is great. And I rec- finally got hold of my cousin Stefan, which is fantastic. And next week, I've got a recording with another recording with CPC. And I've got a first-timer, Raging Demon, has got his game. I'm not saying what those games are going to be. They'll be announced in a future date. But I've got those recordings. So this, this show is not going anywhere. The 50th episode has been... Well, I say the 50th episode. The 50th game that I wanted to cover has been recorded... I'm not up to the episodes in my in my backlog yet. We're getting there. Um, but we do have at what the 50th title will be. Uh, so I'm excited to get to that point because that means we're basically nearly at one year of the show. But we've still got quite a while to get to that point. So we, we are talking... I don't know, games I've played. So what have I been playing? Yeah, because... Do you know what? Because I've now kind of given up YouTube, which I was very sad to say that I've given, up, given it up. But it gives me time to play all these games and to play modern games as well. So I've been playing Bravery Default 2 on my Nintendo Switch. I'm having an absolute bore with that. I've been playing Street Fighter 3, which has been absolute through Fire 3 Third Strike, I should say, which has been ace. I finally finished Final Fantasy 3. That thing was great, apart from the Crystal Tower, which can go eat a dick. And if you play Final Fantasy 3, you will know exactly what I mean. And I've just gone little bits back into Final Fantasy 5. So I've got a lot of projects on the go at the moment. But until we get in, we just got to go basically. I keep, wow. Sorry, I was just mumbling then. I apologize. I had a banging from upstairs. I was thinking I was in trouble. Right. I should edit that out. Again, I'm not. We all know this podcast is sometimes as things fuck up and I can't get it perfect. I messed up on the sound last week and Chris told me. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I thought I'd done it right. And we are talking Mario 3. And yeah, I was joined by the CPC, the Christian Pokemon champion, and we had a really good chat. But before we go into that, I give you guys the chance to let me know your memories of this game. And Captain N wrote in, My brother and I first saw this game on the 1989 classic movie, The Wizard. So you're definitely older than me, Sunshine, because I can't remember that film. And I was three when that came out. We had to wait for months before the, his, before the next birthday came in in hopes we would have this game, and we did. Let me tell you, this is everything a 10 and 12 year old, well you're definitely well older than me, then answers that, could have ever wanted. I still play through this game once in a while just to get that feeling back. Love it, that's what gaming is all about. You play these games and you get the memories back and the nostalgia. As I keep saying, nostalgia is a powerful drug when used correctly. But Mario 3... Yeah, but Mario games, nostalgia is always there. Unless it's Mario 2, because it didn't go fuck itself. Apart from that, nostalgia is always there. So we are going to talk some Mario 3. Thank you very much, Captain End. Me and CPC are going to go into it. I'm just going to play some music. And when I come back, me and CPC are going to be talking about Super Mario Bros. 3, which released the Nintendo Entertainment System in England on August 29th, 1991, and nearly three years after it was released in Japan. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning to the show once more is Mr. CPC. How are you, sir? What is up? I I am here looking for my notes. Can't find them. I know, yeah, what a start. I say, yo, have you got your notes? No, no. Well, what, what were you coming to the show with? Just uh, Absolutely nothing, man. That's for usual. Just goodwill. Goodwill and a nice, goodwill. nice happy nature. Exactly. But today, today, we are finally talking about a game that not just that me and you can actually get on about. 
because you keep giving me games that we're going to row about. But today, <laughs> this is a game that we both agree is great. And you want to talk about Super Mario Brothers 3. And yeah. unlike the last one you gave me, Super Mario Brothers 2 or Mario USA, I like this game. I think I have a little bit of a uh, an interesting twitch at, uh, twist at the end. We'll see where it goes. Oh, um, I'm, but- I'm intrigued. But you gotta you gotta listen to the very end of the podcast in order to find out. Oh, well played. Oh, he's getting you getting you hooked. See, that's what we do here. This is, this is an air yeah. of suspense in these shows, not just general chit-chat bollocks. To some monotonal jokes, and then all of a sudden, talk to the mic. <laughs> ASMR. Oh god, don't I, that hurts my throat doing that. That absolutely kills <laughs> Why my your throat. I don't know. I, I really hurts when I try and whisper when I try and whisper to the microphone. It just really it just get I, I can't go low. Can we it's talk just, like this? It's impossible. Let's do this for it's, it's the rest of the podcast that has to be like this. I've got to imagine that. We'll get some complaints that way. So that episode <laughs> that you did with CPC and ASR, is some people are gonna love it or some people are gonna go, You're a fucking dickhead. I suspect it'll be that one. Are we really like let's just be honest, no one's gonna like it. No. We're already kind of on teetering on the edge here. We are. I think it's because we're not women. Women doing ASMR, they, those things on YouTube and Twitch just go through the roof. Men doing it, nah. You know, you know that commercial that keeps coming up without the guy with the beard and drinking pop. I don't, I don't know if it's in everyone's commercials for YouTube, but I keep getting this guy, and I just want to smack him so hard. Is it because you don't live? I don't live in your country. Ah, uh, why would I? I don't get know your, what you get over there. Why would I get your adverts? I don't know. I turn off. I turn off my ad uh, personalities. So whatever they give me, that is happen to give me. It could just be where I live. I don't really know where this guy's from. I didn't check him out or anything. I guarantee whatever your beard man is selling, I ain't getting it over here. <laughs> guarantee, right? Oh, hey. So well, is this about Mario or ASMR? I know. Yeah. What is this podcast divulged into? And we're talking. It's sad because we're literally talking about one of the best Mario. Well, in my opinion, one of the best Mario games he's ever released. I don't know if you feel the same way. I got okay. So my opinion about Mario Three is going to be very interesting, but I think that the best, in my opinion, is sixty four. Oh. Ooh, six, that's, that, that's my favorite. I could literally watch a ROM hack of that game like thousands of times and still be entertained. I've actually never seen a ROM hack of Mario 64. So maybe, yeah, I, I'm just not watching the right things, but I can understand that. Because like, I suppose for me, Super Mario World was my first jump into Mario. And then eventually, because of the All-Star series, I then learned what Mario 3 was. Because although I knew what it was, I didn't know anyone who actually owned. And I, I don't think I ever, never, ever played the original NES version. I've always played the no. SNES version. Well, I'm not old enough to play it, so no, I, I, I never. I don't even know if I've actually played this game, but I saw the VOD. Yeah, my research. It, this this game, like the inf- look, this was five years from the first Mario in Japan, mm-hmm. and like we, you know, eventually Mario Two was the lost levels, and because. I think the US market went, oh, yeah, we can actually have this game. But Japan just could have gone, you know what? Fuck it. For Mario 3, we're just going to do more of what we did for Mario 2, the Lost Levels, and then basically just do harder levels. But they went to town with this game. They, they, the improvements they did from the original Mario first two were incredible. 
let's dive deeper into that. I'm curious what you think was the improvements. Well, if you look just for one thing about like the characters, for example, so the character designs, a lot mm. of the character designs that the Mario characters have now. So for example, Bowser, the Cooper kids, how Mario is looking, that all came from Mario 3. So that the idea that you know, so you look at the designs of Cooper of, of Cooper of uh, Bowser in the first Mario games to look how he looks in, in Mario Three. It's exactly how he looks now. That design hasn't changed since yeah, in all that time, which was a testament to the artwork. That's pretty good. There's a lot of things that came out of this game. A lot of things that continue to persist in the Mario series. Uh, things in the Mario Maker 2 and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, it, it is a very cons- uh, uh, consequential game for the series. Oh, definitely. Like they added they added new elements, which has been a staple in like definitely the 2D Mario games. Like the idea of going up in levels rather than just left to right. The idea of moving screens. So where you're basically Mario's kind of just got to go with it. He hasn't got a chance to go, you know, one way or the other. He is being forced it also is the first game where you can hold shit. So, in like, you know, <laughs> the idea of you can hold a Cooper shell, you couldn't do that in the first two Mario games. You could in this one. Now, and- this is definitely coming from a, a Mario Maker 2 hater. You could hold stuff in Mario Maker 2 as well, man. You know, you can do in Mario Maker. Of course you can. But it oh, was- no, I'm Mario Maker. I'm going to say Mario 2, Mario 2, Mario 2. My bad, my bad. Oh, no, 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 yes, no, yes. no. You could no. hold people. Do not forget where it came from. Do not give me that doki doki <laughs> panic shit. We're not. I'm just saying. Right when I talk, right, I want to. When I talk about Mario Two, I mean the last fucking levels, not fucking Mario USA. Fuck that! Oh, don't do. Do oh, not bring out in a Dan again. We had this last time. In a Dan does not My like bad. this game. And when I talk about, <laughs> I want to talk about fucking doki doki panic. I'm talking about Mario. Don't Mario USA is not Mario. Fuck off. And literally, is it because the USA? Come on, man, get over here. Oh, you don't. Don't you fucking American. I will start Civil War 2. What? That is is the wrong war. It is your fault. It's your (laughs) Americans' fault. We had to have the reskin of Doki Doki Panic because the the market thought, oh, this is too hard. They won't be able to do it. Can I I love that voice. Can I just can you just ASMR the girl version of HPT? I love it. No, just don't. I'm not it having... just sounds like an Irish woman from Brave. I just loved it. In a Dan is not coming out. I just no, I had that last time with you. I thought this is gonna be a nice podcast, but you wanted to bring this back. You want to bring it out, you wanna piss me off. <laughs> don't so as I was saying, for nothing, anything, we're just consistent. At we're least just, we're consistent. Oh, well, fucking you, fucking give me shit games. But this is, can, look, you could hold bricks. You could hold Coopers first time <laughs> yeah. in this game. Not Mario. I did find that. I did I'm find saying. that pretty interesting. Like, I don't think, if I'm mistaken, please correct me. Um, I don't think the holding bricks was actually a thing afterwards. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, the, no, no, it was like, Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Okay, that was like the sequel to this, or, or am I mistaken? Yeah, it was. Super Mario World came out extra, and it was basically, I think, everything that that, that Super Mario Three did, Super Mario World did better. I think mm, that's yeah. how they kind of built built upon it. That you know everything that the previous games have done, then then it's just been like, it's like, all right, what can we improve? We did this. And I think I said that when I did the first Super Mario World back in episode two of this with Jared. And I said, yeah, everything Super Mario World 3 did, this did better. And that was just basically because they had obviously more time to reflect, but also obviously the console improved drastically. They had so much more to play with. 
I just find it very interesting because you can find items in them. You can just throw them at enemies. There's just so many easier ways to just, other than just like falling on them, like just imagine like a big plumber, Italian plumber just coming on you like, oh boy. Oh, it, the, the idea that he's an Italian plumber and I've still, there's so many questions I have about Mario and and a lot of that is even asked even more during Mario, Mario Odyssey where he's walking around and is it New Donk City? And he's was he walking around with, with regular people. I was like, what are you then, Mario? <laughs> I, I don't understand. How are you walking around with regular people, but you're half the size of them? What the fuck are you then? What? Well, the I, thing is, I, get I think I saw a theory that the, those people were like, you know, when they actually did the, the, the calculating meteors, whatever, whatever uh, they said that they were literally giants. Like Mario is like a normal sized human, according to the statistics. And then in that in New Donk City, everyone's giants. They're gonna have to explain that bollocks one day. Ooh, 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 here's one, right? Okay. Um, I have a theory. I was gonna mention this later on, right? Okay, so Princess Peach, right? As we're talking Ah, conspiracy theories, do you think she's actually a toad? (laughs) You've been watching Game Theory too much, man. No, I've never no, 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 I've not actually seen that episode. I've not seen it. I generally think she's a toad. All right, okay, do tell, do tell. Well, because in Super Mario, uh, they when they brought in Toadette to, as an actual game character, she could right. get a crown and she turns into a human. So it makes me think, why is P- Princess Peach a human within Toads? It's always kind of bothered me that. Why is she, you know, she's Princess Toadstool. Well, why is she ruling over Toads? But she's got a crown on her head. So maybe she has the same sort of crown that turns her from a Toad into a human. And that's why she's a human. So is is this a sign of bestiality on the part of Mario? I well, it was is it bestiality? Because furry. she's not toads aren't animals. It's like vet. What are you? Veg, like veg, the frog? Well, the, like the, she's not it's not a toad, is it? It's more like vegetation. But he's, like, he's on I a guess salad. Like a mushroom, mushroom yeah. human. So it's, it's like basically it's like him going to the woods and just having sex with a mushroom. I mean, it, what do you want to call that? I don't, I don't, I don't even think there was a thing for tree, like a something like a weird version of tree hugger. Well, it's like someone who basically might go to Subway and then just skips the bread, skips the meat, goes straight to the salad and gets a little bit turned on. That guy's not gonna be allowed in my business. Mm. See, this is these are the important questions we raise on this show. Important questions that we do. Why are they called toads then? Like, I, I just miss just messes me up, man. Yeah, well, this is this is the, the in, I have to make a story because in this game there barely isn't one. Um, basically, the Cooper Kids, who were all introduced in this game, by the way, this is the first introduction of the Cooper Kids, and their designs are so good, they're so good, and they literally the seven kids have come in, taken over a world, and Mario has to go from world to world, um, and by the end of getting to a, the end, he goes on a ship. Beats the boss, beats the Cooper kid, gets a wand, and saves the king. That's basically it. That's basically the seven eighths of this game. Now there is speaking of uh, theories, because I love conspiracy theories. Uh, there is a theory that says that this is a uh, the story is more past the fourth wall in the sense of this is all a play. You yes, know what I, mean? I know. I agree with that because it's kind of set up, and there's a theory that everything about Mario is a play. Um, but no, I do agree because it, it has, when you actually go into it, it's set up like a play. Like there's like the curtain opens, you go on. So no, I a hundred percent agree. It's like, it's the, I think that's how it's built. 
to present like a play. And it's great. I love the idea that Bowser is actually Mario's like best buddy. Yeah, they are. It's like, what other game do you see? Like, you know, Mario's like, oh, let's go, let's go play golf. Let's go play tennis. I know you hate me. You're trying to steal, <laughs> you're trying to steal my mushroom all the time, but let's go play some golf. Let's have a game of football. And I just, yeah, I do like that. I love Bowser. He's not as good as Robotnik, but yeah, I do like Bowser. So let's get to the nitty gritty stuff, man. Let's talk about the individual bits. You know what I mean? This game. Well, for me, I said we, you know, it was revolutionary at the time because in Mario games and most games prior, it was like literally you finish one level, you go to the next, you finished it, da, 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 all the way to the end. But this game had an overworld which let you choose, kind of choose your route you wanted to go, which I and, and or replay levels. And I thought that was incredible. It is, it does add more to the enjoyment because you get to, you have more control. And, you know, nowadays we have a lot more games coming out where it's open world. You get to choose Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet or whatever it's called. Everyone gets to choose the route that they yeah. get to go. I hear you can go any gym you want, any order. Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't hear that? No, intrigued. New one. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So uh, giving the choice of the gamer to choose what's up, really fun. I've never seen that one, but essentially, I have to Google that one after this. But essentially, yeah, you get you had a bit of choice, and you could basically say, "Oh, I don't want to go that level." Well, some levels, the majority of levels, you still had to do, but there were some you're like, "No, I think I'm going to miss that one. I'm going to go round and go a different way," which was a good idea. But at the same time, you couldn't have complete freedom because there were obstacles in the way. There were the Hammer Brothers who were just stalking around with you fucking bastard Hammer Brothers. You had to fight <laughs> little bosses. But it was just so good to see like a really designed world that built in with the theme. Oh, I loved it. I still love that overworld map. And I think, again, that was in Super Mario World later on. But this, this set the groundwork I and mean, did it very well. To play off of that, I totally agree. I, was, I wrote in my notes saying that you don't have to have like 4K quality in order to have a very fun experience. No, you don't. This game, this game still holds up. Again, I've not played the NES version, but I've seen it. And it's you could still play that and still have a really good time. Definitely with the Super Nintendo version, the All-Stars one. You could play that today, have a great time, and it still holds up. The controls are still tight. The levels still do very well. I still think you'd have a great time. You could spend a few hours and enjoy yourself. You really could. Now, about some of the mechanics of the game. Uh, Well, real quick, uh, what do you think about the music? Oh, the music is sensational. Again, and maybe I'm just comparing this to the all-star version, but some of that music, as soon as I hear it, I'm like, I can... And I'm still like, I know this. I know these tunes. I, I know them on the back of my head. Like a good, and it, it, That's a testament of a good game. If you can just look at the game and hear the music with, with, with a smile on your face, you know you've done a good job. And yeah, it, exactly. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. Like This and Sonic do it so, so well. Like, like I've been talking about this recently with, with a friend with, with the EU games and with the new Turtles game coming out. And I remember playing Turtles in time four and hearing that just the first level of Big Apple 3am, I can ring sing that tune off to you straight away. And that's a testament to how good video game music can be. And yeah, Mario, Mario's always hit out the park with that sort of stuff. 
Now, what do you think about some of the interesting add-ons, the things that are new introduced into this game, like the P-Power? Oh, they, they added, yeah, so in the, the original Mario games, um, they had the flower, and uh, they had the well, the mushroom and the star, but they added a fuck ton of power-ups in this game. Um, yeah. So you had the frog suit, so <laughs> just the idea of that. So this is where it started getting absolutely ridiculous. So see where Mario... I'm getting these frog ideas, you know. See where I thought it was a toad was a frog, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see. I can see where you got the confusion was, my friend. I could see it. <laughs> so he basically gets in a frog suit, which means you can jump really high on land, but it's just generally shit. But it basically helps dramatically in the water levels that you can breeze water levels compared to when previously you had the hammer suit, so you could become a hammer brother, which was quite cool. You become the thing you hated most. Become the thing you hated most. And you can basically, if something was coming, you can basically press down and you go into like your shell, which was quite cool. Um, although you think about the mechanics of that, surely Mario's body's like just disintegrating, like <clears throat> trying to just go into itself. But people complained that you, you know, you're firing hammers, but it's hard to, to aim. I was like, just practice, practice the trajectory and it's not a problem. Or just hack it in, just like the the actual Hammer Bros, man. They always get you somehow. Oh, you they fucking no matter what you get, they all you always think, all oh, right, okay, now, 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 and they get you. Especially when you got two of them, it's like, oh fuck off. The best way to tackle tackle a Hammer Brother is just dive in immediately. Don't <laughs> even give them a second to start the. They may take our toads, but they don't take our lives. Fucking, it will fucking take our lives. Oh, right, we'll get into the live section because there's issues with this. Uh, not bad issues, but good issues. They got the um, one shoe level where you can jump into a giant boot. And it's which, by one... the way, it's like the best power up of all time. Like, yeah, but it's for one level. One level. That's true, it. true. But just think about the implications of just being in a giant shoe and killing everything in your wake. Oh, it's cool being old Mother Hubbard <laughs> in your big shoe. I think it's a great idea. I just don't understand why it wasn't in more levels. And then they added a version. I don't know where they added this in the in what game they had it, but in Mario Maker 2, I know they had a version of the shoe, which was more of a high heel, and that, it's it's the best thing ever to be in. The high heel. I've never seen, I've never played Mario Makers, so God, I should play Mario Makers. I don't know why I don't, because that would just keep me entertained for hours. But it, it does have a lot to go with that. I just I don't know where the 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 high heel came from, though. I have no idea. Feminism. Feminism, exactly. Feminism. The green shoe was just not feminine enough. We needed more uh, estrogen in this game. We need feminism. Don't, because I'll go on a fucking rant. You had the raccoon suit. Oh, that was the big one from this game. It was the raccoon suit. Well, the, the, the flower. Sorry to the flower, the leaf. And where basically Mario gained ears and he gained a tail and he could fly. And this was the big power up. You also had a spinning attack that came with that. And you could basically gently bring yourself to air. Now, this was later then replaced in Mario World where they had the cape, which is incredible, the best power-up ever. But the raccoon suit for the time was revolutionary because you could basically just get a bit of a speed up and then you're off. You're in the air and you can basically go explore or just cheese any level you could. Now, that specifically is a very interesting concept. Uh, that maneuvering going to the you can go anywhere in the world you know it's going fast you know in, in the level that is um really messes up a lot of levels in mario maker 2 because people forget to uh prevent that because uh, uh from the the 
the the player to just go past all the obstacles and go straight to the the, the flag. Yeah, because they can with the if you're good enough with some levels, not all levels, but some levels, you can just yeah just cheese the whole level and just fly over. And the thing is, basically encourages you if you've got a bit of a run up and you've got this this item, go explore, go nuts, see if it's because sometimes there's secrets up there. Go go into the sky and then find see what you can find. I think it was a great little addition. But then you had like the the add on for that was the P wing, which was just fucking broken. Like, a, and it basically meant you had permanent run, so you could just fly. And yeah, if you you could just just fly over the whole level. I was like, that's a broken eye. It was like basically a buy one, get well, a free pass of a level. It was ridiculous. All right. So when it comes to the main enemies, who's your favorite? Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, sorry. I'll go back to the enemies. I just realized there was also the Tanuki suit, which is where you basically became a raccoon. <laughs> you became a raccoon. Yeah. Where you had the same powers, but you also could become a statue, with a, like a Buddha statue, which is like, what? You can't do much with it, but you can at least prevent from being damaged. Oh, true. I just don't know why they put that in. I was like, why why do you become a Buddhist? Why do you go from a raccoon to a Buddhist statue? I feel like we probably should have done more research on that. We We don't research in this show. We do not. Well, I don't. No, no, no. But why? I I definitely don't watch a a two-hour VOD and watch AVGN do a whole segment about the whole game and then figure out that it was made in 1988 and then sent to the United States in 1990 because who cares about Australia? I have no, I don't care where they come from. Oh, I, I did at that point. I was in Britain. I was living my life as a two-year-old in England. Right, right. I wasn't even born. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. Don't. I'm just, I'm just sorry. a child. Absolutely. If the, if the green shoe fits. Oh, the green, the green boot. <laughs> Feminism. Oh, you, you mentioned about enemies. Look, this, the, again, this goes back to the artwork. A lot of the artwork for the enemies has has taken, you know, sticks now. So what the enemy, what the what they look like in these games, they look like now. Um, that I get a testament. But look, the one enemy which always still gets me is the sun. Yes, I was. I wrote that down as one of my favorite ones. I just signed. I just who is going to expect the sun, this a background thing to just randomly attack you? Yeah, it's like oh god, we've we've pissed off Mother Nature. It's not the sun because obviously I think there'll be some physical problems. You just need to I look at we'd Mario. All be dead. Yeah. We'd all be dead. Yeah, if the sun could get that close to you, the world would just crumple, like just <clears> like burn away. But it's still like the fuck. Now the sun's attacking me. Have a fucking word. What did Mario do to make Mother Nature and the sun go after him, man? Well, how did Bowser have that combination? He's like, right, Mother Nature, he just goes outside one day. Mother Nature, do us a favor. Go get Mario. How the fuck? Just, yeah, fuck off. But it was it was great. Like, the Hammer Brothers are still the ones. They're still the bane of everybody's life just because there's the Hammer Brothers. And it's like, oh, you little fuckers. Or if you're playing swimming levels, any fish. Because you've got, they can move faster than you. And how mm-hmm. I've always wondered this: How does a fish touching you hurt you? I don't think this man has seen Jaws. <laughs> no, I haven't. I refuse. <laughs> My father-in-law wants me to keep. He loves Jaws. I'm like, I'm not watching it. I'm Sean. I'm not watching this. But no, I just refuse now because you pissed me off with it so much. Sorry, Sean. But no, no. What? What? You ref- Why do you refuse? Because he just goes on about it. I love him. But Fair it's enough, like, oh, my enough. God, he goes on about that thing. 
If I'm honest, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Don't play that card of me, dickhead. Oh, you've not seen yours either, have I? But I'm going to keep that quiet. I've no. seen 47 meters down. Now, that was okay. That was well, it's not Jaws, though, is it? People are someone's gonna be going, Well, if you don't watch Jaws, it's a classic. I said it might be, but I've only got so many hours in the day to do everything. I can't do the world's over. Come on. Exactly. Now. We gotta we gotta do these podcasts, man. We gotta entertain you. Not yeah, us. we gotta enter, we gotta entertain the people. We gotta entertain us. What was it? What was I thinking? I was just looking at before. Oh, that was it. You know, we were talking about the overworld um briefly, and we were talking about power-ups and stuff. Now, unlike most Mario games, and there's nothing been like this since, this became like a bit like an, like an RPG in the sense of you could start hoarding items. So you could go visit Toad in his little hut. You can go play mini games and you can hoard power-ups, which isn't a problem at the beginning of the game. So you start hoarding it like a treasure chest. But later on, when the levels start ramping up, you, you need those power-ups. Because that exactly. game will hand the game the difficulty spikes up dramatically. It's a hard game, but that's why you got to have those uh, powers. I mean, you got to be a tanuki to get through this. You've you, you've got to be good, and you got to have feminine yeah. power to get through this, man. You do. Like I have completed it. Like I've not. I I'd had a quick replay on my um, Super Nintendo Mini. Oh God bless that little thing. Um, so I had a little um, refresh. I didn't didn't have time to finish the whole <laughs> game. But yeah, it's still it's still a hard game, especially when you get to World Eight, um, which is the final one, which makes complete sense because Bowser's like, "Well, you've been off on an adventure trying to save everyone. I'm just going to go take over what I want to," which was um, the toad the toad toadstool kingdom, toad kingdom. And I was like, "The mushroom kingdom." What am I about? He went after the mushroom kingdom. I was like, "Complete sense, Bowser. Well played." Now there are a couple of interesting. Uh, Easter eggs that uh, I want to see what you think about. D- did you hear about the Easter eggs? The little mm, half glitches in this game. I know there was an original. There was a problem with the original NES version, um, where there was like a bar of like one single vertical line down the left hand side of the screen, and you just couldn't you couldn't do anything about it. It was like literally mm. one solid color, depending on the world map, and there was nothing you could do about that. Unfortunately. Oh, oh. But the power from That's that, a- no, go on, go on, give me some glitches. Oh, so, so the, the only one that is of major notice, uh, being noticeable uh, is the fact that there is this white block. I, d- I don't know what level it is, but I, I think it's pretty early in the game where you uh, crouch for like six seconds or something like that, and then you go into the background. What? Oh, no, yes, I do. Yes, yeah, you, you can okay. go. You can go into the background and you can basically just go walk past. The, I think you could do it in the first level, uh, first few levels. You can basically just go into the background, just walk all the way back past. It's like, thank you, done. I've never done it, but you can do it. I, I, yeah, I know which one you mean. I don't know if, like, I feel like that was on purpose just because when you get to the end of the game, of the level that is, you there's you meet with Toad and then there's a treasure chest. I So it makes me feel like it's real, but at the same time, it just... It just seems so weird because it's like there's no other level, I believe at least. It 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 could just be like a really fancy Easter egg, or they just really messed up. No, I th- I think they you know something like that to put a character behind everything else. I think that was intended. It was just one of those things. It was like good luck trying to find it, you know. And I like it when companies do that. They just put things in there. Well, this is the days before they had the the internet, so you had to trial and error like how someone found this out i have Dude, no idea that guy must be a god of gaming 
Well, I wonder how some of these things are ever found prior to the internet. Like, I was like, how the fuck have you found that out? How in the absolute <coughs> Christ, you know, did you do it? But I love I it. I have a feeling it was just some kid who just wanted to drink his chocolate milk and had to put his, his uh, thumb down just because he was just distracted with chocolate milk. And he's like, he just spits out the chocolate milk. What? Can you imagine that? The idea of spitting out your drink. What the fuck? Mom! My game's broken. Take it back. Take it back to the shop. <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> I fixed it. I got you a new one. There's some shop assistants like, what do you mean? Mario can't go there. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> call, call somebody. Call Nintendo. Get Nintendo on the phone right now. Dude, that's Something so is broken. Man. Something is broken <laughs> on my fucking game. The fuck? The fucking fuck? Yeah, oh. exactly. Those are quotations. We did our research. We Those... That exactly happened. We just wanted to let you know. We just want to replay it for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, someone's gone to GameStop, complained, and they've GameStop. I don't even think GameStop was existent at this time, man. Probably by the time this pod- podcast, GameSpot's not going to exist anymore. All right, so the dying there's art. two more things. No, 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 say it again. GameSpot is a dying, dying company. Let it, let it die. I've never heard of GameSpot. GameSpot? It's a Canadian place. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know that? I just do. Is it GameSpot? I just do. Hey, you know everything, man. When it comes to the retro games, you are the king. Huh. I am not the king. I am just some drunken Englishman pretending to be an Australian. That's what I am. That's true. I You got me a couple times with those Australian jokes. <sighs> like, oh, I can. It's very English. English and Australian humor is very, very different to your humor. Like the American Canadian humor is very oh, they're just worlds apart in some sense. Just wait until we get Canadian in this podcast. Oh, we are we are getting a Canadian in a few weeks' time. There will be a Canadian jumping in. We get on sometimes, but he is coming on. That but that's that's oh god, that's gonna be a mess. That show it's that, just gonna be a lot of white people making really terrible jokes. There that is it. It's just gonna be uh, white people can't make jokes. That's what that episode's gonna be. That is what it is. You know, you were saying earlier about, um, you know, it still hold this game still holds up. And I 100% think it does. And I'm going to make a, a controversial comment to some. Oh. And, and I love, I love me some Sonic. Don't get me wrong. I love Sonic. But platforming, Mario absolutely dominates Sonic. Mm-hmm. I, I, think- I mean, I've never played uh, Sonic any of the games, but I've seen some of the footage. Totally agree. Like, if you put Sonic, and his mechanics in a Mario game, in what we say, in even in this game, fuck, you'd have some problems. Sonic struggles to do the the really tight, perfect jumps where Mario can just do them with ease. His mechanics are so, his physics, I should say, are so much better in that sense than Sonic's. A lot of it comes down to the fact of how they distribute the blocks. Yes, uh, I believe Mario is two brick blocks. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. in, in height and then one in width and that just makes it a lot easier for everything to for the brain to uh, access to figure out where the mechanics go where the uh, lost the word but you know what i'm trying to say yeah because uh, sonic is much closer to the screen than mario is and um, you see more of the screen on mario so you have that ability for perfect jumps but they both like to run they both can run and this is a game, any Mario game for me, if you've played Mario enough, you have your finger on the run button the whole time. I don't know about you, mm. but I always do. No, no, totally. Always. So, that thing's, there's a sticker, there's tape all over the B button. 
Yes, you have to. You have to run all the time. <laughs> but when I've ever played with the missus, with the queen, and God, I know the little hiccups is going to, um, I know you know her real name. When baby hiccups has got to um, play one day, I hope to God I, I can just teach it because watching someone play without the run button is one of the worst gaming experiences ever. It's just so fast, man. Like it, it's, it's one of those games where like, it's so heavy on speed running. Uh, in, in the community. It's such a big community. The speed run of the world, and I, I you know, I did my research, it's an hour and nine minutes. That is the fastest in the world. What, to complete this game? To complete a whole game. Of the, yeah, because you can't, you can skip this game really quick. With the warp whistles, you can get to world eight, so you can actually mm-hmm. do it even faster, but it depends if you want to beat every level properly. Yeah, it's gonna, it's a big game. It is, yeah. a, it is a big game. Um, uh, but yeah, you could you can skip levels because they had warp whistles, and you could basically get to like past the first five levels worlds so quick. I never used the warp whistles because I wanted to try and do it properly. Um, I did want to try and do it, but you know, some people if they because I think it kind of cheats the game a little bit, but it depends if you want to do it for speed. Um, honestly, if you want to play the game. Just for fun, yeah. Why would you want to skip the levels? Exactly, but it depends what what you know. If you've got a quick afternoon, or you want to see how fast can you do this game, then awesome. Then you can go for it. And whilst I've just been mentioning that, I've been trying to actually find a video because apparently you can. This is this is this is me just being very inappropriate. In <laughs> Mario Three, As per usual. In Mario Three, Toads his sprites at one point make it look like he's getting a BJ. Oh, I mean, good for him. Good, good for, him. for him. Good for him. Good for him. I'm just trying to find out. I'm going to get, don't type this into Google because God knows what I'm going to get from my Google. No, of course I did. Of course I did. As soon as I type that in, um, a certain website comes up and it looks, it looks horrendous. Oh no. What is your? I want to see your browsing history, man. No, you don't. Oh my god, no! <laughs> oh so, no! Are you saying to me that Toad got his Toad stooled? Ooh! Oh, yeah, I like that. That's very good. Yeah, that was terrible. That, that uh, literally, the wife's going to be answering some questions. Let's just say Mario Toad XXX fuck videos. <laughs> yep. Hot, sexy. Yeah, I'm in trouble. I'm going to leave that on. I'm going to leave that. I have to lock the screen because I want the wife to look at the phone going, what the fuck were you watching? <laughs> it's like two uh, It's like um, two Goombas in a single green boot. You know what I'm saying? Two Goombas in a, in a boot. Thank oh. you. Thank you. you. You're better with words than I am. <laughs> right. Again, we can make this show smut. But I look, I love Mario and I think this, yes, as much as one and two, the real two set the groundwork for a lot of things. This is definitive in gaming history. This was the game, I think, that really pushed platforming just as a whole, as a whole genre. This basically said, as right, everyone, this is how it needs to be. This is how it, the level designs, the tightness of the controls, the overworld, the design. This was the one that went, fuck it. Like this is this is the best game on the NES on the on the original Nintendo without a doubt. All right, you know HPT, 
Well, oh, let's get to the final countdown of this of this uh, podcast. Let's get to the twist ending. You ready? I got whoa. Go on then. Go. Is there it? Well, real quick, is there anything else you want to talk about before we do this? Ooh, I did. Oh, yeah. What the hell is the P meter? What is it? I know it's your run meter, right? I've never actually. Why is it called the P meter? Bro, I don't know, man. There, I mean, there might be some kind of translation, weird complication the thing there. I, I don't know what power. That's what I'm guessing. Oh, that's an idea. Yeah, power. But it's like, why? I mean, at this time, there was the, the thing called the power glove. The, the A lot of Nintendo products were called the power something. Uh, so I'm assuming- <laughs> <laughs> we got cut off. <laughs> how's, how's the sound? Can you still, am I, am I still good? Oh, it's fine. I'm actually leaving this in. This is just being edited straight in. So we're carrying on as normal. Unfortunately, okay. the, the, the thing we use, it only has a 40 minute time frame so sometimes i have to stop my guest sometimes i just like to let them just talk on and stop them because it's funny <laughs> so you had this happen before and you wanted zoom to interrupt my conversation well the other platforms are available but yeah <laughs> <laughs> you you now mm, the boot is on the other foot now go on then uh so that was not supposed to be the twist ending of this yeah the twist, the twist ending we just stopped it uh, we just stopped it that, that's it we start talking about power items and power power this boom and no 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 go on watch i i i i could literally praise this game all day long and say everyone should play it, and it should be part of your gaming repertoire and i think if you want to know your history this you could play super mario world but this is what i think you should play before a lot of other platformers but Look, that's just my opinion. I know other people go, no, 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 Mario World will do. No, I think you need to play this before you play even any other. So do you think we we got everything out of the way? We got we talked about everything we want to talk about before this little twist? Go on then, yes. I think I've got all my things I want to say. I do. All right. You you had enough of the P? We've had enough of PPE. We're done I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to get, you know, to stretch out this podcast so it gets to the 40 interrupts you this time. I am warning you, though. Don't you dare bring up Mario USA again. Do not dare bring oh, that I'm shit sorry, up I'm again. Thank God for I'll, that. I'll try to keep off of that. I'll try my best, man. Thank God. Go on. Go on. Watch your All twist. Right. I didn't like this game. What <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> I just spent... 40 minutes sucking its dick <laughs> and then you come on and go oh i don't like it what do you mean <laughs> yeah man i've been trying to hold it in the whole time you I... dick what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had to introspect man i had i had to ruminate think about my life when i was watching the vod i was like am i a contrarian everything i like everyone else hates what? Now I don't. Now when I say I hate this game, I do not mean it's actually a bad game. I, this is a relatively good game, but there are a lot of things I'm like, uh, uh-uh, this is not good. Uh, starting off, the music gives me anxiety. Like what do you the, mean? It started out, I already felt like there's too much chaos. It was too much for me. It's great. It fills me with joy. <laughs> oh, what do you mean it fills you with anxiety? This yeah, I'm ready. This isn't the bubbles in Sonic 2. <laughs> what are you on about? I mean, I do love my waffles, the enemies being waffles. I love the Goombas in shoes. I love the sun. Bertha is just a great name. But you have to fight Bum Bum five times okay. minimum. 
Yeah, you do. You have to fight Boom Boom. Yeah, you have to fight Boom Boom five times, and he's shit. You can have that one. You can have that one. Yeah, I can Mario... have all I want, man. All this is mine. Mario bosses and... and Mario bosses and I should have said this. Mario bosses aren't good. They never have been good. Well... All the... No, apart from apart from the final boss in Super Mario World, eh, they, they're never they're never amazing. To uh, contradict myself, I think the bo- the boss with the Bowser being the end boss. Obviously, Bowser is always going to be the end boss. It's very stupid, but this time I appreciated what they did with it. I'll get back to more about why I hate this game, but uh, the fact that you don't just get to go behind him and make him fall down, which is a terrible kind of thing to do to kill, to kill someone off like that. Mm-hmm. What, what in this game, you have to let him come at you, break Correct. the blocks underneath you. And then eventually he falls on, falls to, uh, to his own doom. He is his own worst enemy in this kind of game. Yeah. And you hate that. I love that. Oh, I think good. that's a great idea. Good. Good. We like agree I said, on- I don't think this is a bad game. There are a couple great things about this game, but let's get that. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. This game well, is then. literally possessed by the devil. What do you mean he's possessed? What the? No. <laughs> Just because your name is Christian Pokemon Champion, don't bring your religion into this. Keep oh no, no, no. Okay. So this is not actually. So I actually do not think this game is possessed by the devil. I. This is not about that. Uh, when you watch AVGN and he talks about this game. He does make a couple good points, a couple really stupid ones, in my opinion. So a couple things he notices that the fact that the hills do literally have eyes, which is a reference to a horror film. Horror film. Yes. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. The P power, as we mentioned, P power or P possession. Uh, The P wing uh, possession. Exactly. Exactly. That's That's broken. The P wing is a broken item. He, he does a couple of numerology uh, in the game, which I find a little off. You can do numerology in literally everything. Like, have you seen the movie 23? The number I have with Jim Carrey, the one film you're like, oh, yeah. he's not he's not funny. Huh. No, he's not funny this time. No, it's a shame, but he's not funny. You, no, I know which film you want about. Yeah, I do like numerology, but it does not explain everything. And you can literally do numerology and everything. So I, that's why a couple of things he mentions is not a good example. But there are a couple of things I can't refute. There are a couple inverted crosses in this game. There are a couple of H's in this game for some reason. They're just randomly in there. Uh, like it's it, like it's just a letter H in the middle of the level, and we don't know why. And the final world, it's a little heart around hell. <laughs> are we actually I can't bringing that? Hang on, I'm Mar- Super Mario Three H. Uh, well, maybe maybe they support the devil. Maybe that's exactly. what it is. Nintendo, man. I I think if you go looking for that sort of shit, you'll find it. Hang on. Heart hell. <laughs> I, I'm looking at Google. Even Look, the, the chaos. I, I just threw you all over the, the you ledge, have. didn't I? Look, Super Mario Brothers 3 Angry Sun gives me anxiety. That's fair enough. <laughs> so here we go. Yes, Super Mario Brothers Three is satanic. Yeah. Well, so is Pokemon. So what are you going to do about that? So is Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, one of the maps is is a heart shaped circle of skulls, which because means yeah. they love hell. Inverted yeah. crosses and pentagrams are found throughout mm-hmm. the game. One that maybe that's what they were going for. Oh yeah, P for possession, the seven deadly sins. Maybe that's what they're just going for, but that we're just making a bigger, 
big thing out of it. And it's like, let's put these little references in for fun. And it could have just been for fun, not that Nintendo worshipping the devil. <laughs> well, you never know, man. Have you seen all the conspiracy theories in America? Oh, God, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't, don't get me started with Americans and conspiracy theories. Okay, so basically what you're saying is that Super Mario Brothers 3 is actually, a, is actually the devil's way into video games. Because if it is, it freaking won. It won. Bro, hey, if you open up the cartridge, literally pentagram 666 right in the middle. Guaranteed. I, it would be it probably be literally the devil's tongue looking at you going la, 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 la. exactly exactly it's okay right. i don't actually think this game is possessed i don't think this game actually had i don't think they actually added uh evil stuff i think a lot of it's just happenstance uh, do you know what, a lot though? of crosses a i've lot of never it. seen all that before i think that's quite funny and again i've never seen it i've never gone oh pentagram oh i'm gonna look for it now i'm gonna go back Ooh, always to, i'm gonna go back pentagram. There's the morning where like, the poor, poor baby's gonna be woken up to me looking for pentagrams gonna be great. So Bro, I as, mean if that's the worst thing she sees, then I then good for her. I don't want to see I don't want her to see the the uh, the the toadstool porn you have. Toadstool porn. Apparently it's a thing. I, I need to look for it. I think I'm into hunting for a video of it, but no, the internet's sending me in ways I don't want to go to, which is not good. Um, <laughs> but if you had to score this out of 10, what would you be giving it? <laughs> you're gonna piss okay. me off you're gonna bring it out <laughs> I'm, gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my best i'm gonna do my best okay as a game without me judging it on my preferences nine out of ten. Oh, okay but with your own preferences five or six five wow fucking <laughs> hell <laughs> hey, i try to be objective i try to be objective there is there is gonna be there is gonna be some comments after this one. <laughs> Jesus, there are a couple of reasons why I think they're talking. The, I think the Toadstool porn is gonna be the, the best one there. Jesus, there's gonna be. You know whole... what? I'm gonna look up right after this. Get, get good luck and get you'll be going down that rabbit hole. So I give it a nine for the simple reason that you know ten is for Super Mario World because Super Mario World is perfect, uh, but nine I think. It laid the ground the ground works for what Super Mario World became, but there were problems in this game. Only minor ones, just basically that the yeah you fought boom boom so many times. The bosses, there's always been a problem with the bosses with Mario, um, and that was about it. Really, that's they're the only major fault faults I can see with this game. Apart from that, I, I love it. It's a it's a Do really really good game. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it all. Was uh, Super Mario World a uh... 10 for you oh god yes Super Mario world is incredible good to hear good to hear good to hear well my friend the christian pokemon champion as we've probably ended this on on a bit of devil worshiping at the end of this podcast oh. which i did not think we'd be going into i did not <laughs> sitting here in my udi other ones are available you have to say that bollocks but as i'm sitting here i'm like oh i did not think we'd be going in that direction but here we are it's hey, i told you there was a twist man i told what you a lovely star Lovely start to my morning. It's now 20 past seven in the morning for me. What a lovely start to my day. Yeah. Hey, you know, toast porn, Satan. What else do you need? What else do I need? Well, my friend, it has been an absolute pleasure have-ish, ish, having you on again. And I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks' time. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. 
And that was episode 30, Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Thank you very much, CPC, once again for joining me. And thank you very much to all of you for listening. As I said, if you want to get involved in the show and join in, go over to patreon.com forward slash retro wars. Until then, I've been Danny. I'll see you all next week. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.